Hey fateys, this is DM Brad, and you're listening to The Fate of Ison, Chapter 2, Episode 16. Thanks for checking us out, thanks for chucking us a lovely review, and thanks for being swell, nifty, and or neat. Aren't those fun words? And what would any episode be without a shout-out to our Patreon supporters? Incomplete, that's what. Big thank you to Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyseth, and J- uh, bleh, and Cy J. Hodgkins. You are the wind beneath our wings and the buoyancy beneath our boat. If anybody else wants to join the resistance, you can at patreon.com slash fateofison. There's a few different reward tiers to choose from, and you could be helping us make this crazy show for as little as $1 a month. Our live show in Wellington is coming up on the 4th of March. If you're around Wellington, come along. If you're not, then send us happy thoughts and we'll send you the recording as soon as it's ready. We are so freaking excited about this, you have no idea. None. Like, you think you have an idea? You're like, I bet those guys are excited. No, no, no. Your idea is... No. You you just don't have one. At the time of recording this, at the time of me making these words with my uh, face hole, there are still a few tickets left at bit.ly slash isonfringe. Right, let's recap the last episode, then get cracking. Last time, Fadan led the Apple Squatter through the mines, where they met a friendly but injured ogre named Graflet, who warned them that the town of Kerim was under siege from an army of ogres, trolls, hellhounds, and grimlocks. They left the mines and Fadan rescued a number of townsfolk by creating a distraction and sending the Squatter back into the mines with that same army on their tail. That's, that's a lot of nodding. Am I supposed to turn it back off again? <laughs> 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 okay. Um, I was talking to uh, Alex uh, yesterday, and he was uh, remarking that he actually made off with that treasure that you guys found in the mines. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He, he did say uh, on recording that he put some of it into the cart, um, but I think what he put in the cart was like um, a silver choker and a cloth gown and like the rest he took with him. Yeah, because didn't I ask for that? I think, you yeah, you asked for it. I don't know if you got round to giving it because then you met Graflet the ogre and then you went to Kirim and then the ship broke down and he, you also- know what, let's just... Let's just do a recap. <laughs> also, what? I was going to say, I was listening to one of the podcast episodes because I listen to us because I'm like vain and shit. Um, and you made Banffor walk through the crack twice. Yeah, I know. I heard that back as well. <laughs> I, I, mean, I meant to edit that, but I didn't. Great story. <laughs> Good story. Anyway. Well, if, if I just let him go through the crack and then let that be, he wouldn't have met the giant. I suppose this mm. is true. And by met the giant, murdered. I mean, I mean murdered the giant. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> are you just looking at me? Why are you looking at What have I missed? Hi! Do we get a recap now? Because it's been a while. Yeah, introduce yourselves first. Oh, okay. Cool. Somebody else want to go? Is this for, is this for the volume? Or we just say hello. This no, we should recording. probably just introduce ourselves. We're supposed to do this every episode. But every we episode. Always, we always forget. We've never done this. I know. <laughs> I'm Josh Kingsford. I'm Trestlespoon, the the roguish gnome. I'm Oliver Scripps, and I'm uncomfortable. 
Uh, I'm Jules. I like how I saluted, even though you can't see me. Um, I play Marley Graf, <laughs> soldier Marley from Depton, the half elf bard. <laughs> and I'm DM Brad, otherwise known as Haydet. <laughs> I love Haydet. I love Haydet's oh. introductions of the the other podcast that I definitely Graham. listen to. <laughs> Graham and Larry. Um, Graham and Larry. Yeah, um, just as a heads up, yeah, um, although this won't make sense to podcast listeners, um, the, the next episode that's going to be released, um, Hey Debt's doing the intro mm-hmm. for okay. reasons. Okay. Um, okay. Episode of which it's going to be released. So, uh, episode 13. So we're currently recording episode 16. So, um, hey, listeners, did you enjoy that three episodes ago when Hey Debt um, did the intro? Inter- <laughs> Please cut that out. That's so dumb. <laughs> Keep I'm keeping it. Right. How Brad had kids. How Brad had kids. Keep it in. I'm going to pull out. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. That was pretty much Mel, wasn't it? She wanted the second one, didn't she? Yeah. Okay. Let's recap and get into it. That's um, what she said. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's just pound this out. Um, <laughs> it does not uh, get better. Too obvious. <laughs> let's just fuck. Um, and <laughs> well, I did just put clean sheets on my bed. It's all go just, around here. Just hit it with a hammer, right. Um, Last time, you guys worked your way through the Kerem Mines, uh, employing a thunder-propelled minecart to expedite your trip. Um, (laughs) To uh, much uh, hilarious, uh, to much hilarious, I can't even talk. Why am I recording a podcast? How does language work? Um, You encountered an injured ogre who pleaded for you to stop. Um, He introduced himself as Graflet and said he had journeyed ahead of his brothers to warn the people of Kerim that an army of ogres, grimlocks, and hellhounds was headed their way. Uh, He was beaten by his brothers and left for dead uh, for his betrayal. You all ventured out of the mines to find the uh, the, the Kerim. Fuck. The town Town of of Kerim. Yeah. (laughs) I I shortened it to Terim. To Terim, yeah. Yep, under siege in the dead of night. Uh, Fadan snuck into the town using invisibility and located a large number of townsfolk, uh, including his old friend Phil Buckwhistle. Um, Fadan created a distraction so he could lead the people of Kerim away to the northeast to resettle in Sorm, uh, a day and a half or two days walk away. Uh, the Squadith and Graflet the Ogre were then chased back into the mines by an army of bloodthirsty subterranean foes. And that's where we are. Yeah, which Molly just... didn't really think about when she was running for the mines is the fact that the mines is kind of where they live. Mm. It's it was it was dark and it was close. Yeah, Graflet is like leading, running like as fast as he can, going like, this was a dumb idea. <laughs> yes, but you failed your persuasion role, so fuck you, you were coming with us. <laughs> um, so yeah, you are running into the mines, there is an army soon to enter behind you. Um, 
That cart's you, still uh, there, right? Yeah, yeah, the cart's there. You're low on health. You're, you have no spells. I leap into uh, the cart. <laughs> Banfor has no rages. <laughs> Banfor's carrying me, correct? I think correct. that was yes. the Yes. Yeah, yes. I swept you up. Yeah. Yeah, I leap into the cart and I go, Ooh, look, a dress and a choker. <laughs> Now's not the time for fashion. Not the time. <laughs> I, I shove that in my bag. And I go, maybe, go! Are you ready? Maybe, Get in! Maybe we can seal off the mineshaft by us some time. I think I'll probably do that with what I'm about to do. <laughs> do you have any spell slots? Yep. Uh, Bamfor, assuming he knows what she's about to do, hitches uh, uh, spoon up under his shoulder uh, like a like a like a football and starts pounding down the uh, the alleyway the uh, not the alleyway the tunnel as quickly as he can because he think he thinks he knows that there's a storm coming oh, and so you're that running, might be a thunderstorm you're running ahead of the cart yes because okay. I'm or, in the cart <laughs> okay so yeah. um, Grefflet and Banfor are like bolting mm-hmm. uh, Marley's in the cart presumably facing backwards Yep. Uh-huh. And Spoon, are you staying on Banfall? Well, Trestlespoon has become a football. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Banfall's got you whether you like it or not. <laughs> Correct. But of course you like it. Um, it's, a firm, it's a firm grip. I have two cool. second level spell slots left, and I'm going to expel one of them to fire Thunderwave to tr- kind of at the ceiling directly above you know, me to try and cause some kind of a yeah you know what I mean okay, so you're standing in the cart then yeah, okay Um, sweet, Uh, do you aim for like one of the beam supports that's holding up the mine Yeah. or do you just do it at random no, 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 I'm like aiming for the roof support trying to pull down stones so, okay, cool so you've perfectly positioned your cart yeah, and you're in. Um, do you give your group any kind of warning, or do you just sing your song I know and get what's it done? Coming. <laughs> okay. And sing also, Thunderwave song. Hang on, I was trying to think of what it was. No, what is it? I wrote these down somewhere, <laughs> so I would know. This better be good. <laughs> nah, it's not gonna be worth it. By the time I find it, it's gonna be really late. That's what, that's oh yeah, that's right. Is. It was. Thunderstruck! Yeah, 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 Thunderstruck! That's what it was. Okay, good. and this this sonic boom emits from you, and it just... Volcano Hakatoa explodes. <laughs> it just pounds into the ceiling of... So much. Okay, it hammers into the ceiling oh, of this mine shop. Sure. It, it slams. Um, Deeply it, into the sea. <laughs> it comes. Uh, How good now is Mali is grabbing hold of the cart, Quite going, "Yeah, it's all right. So, yeah, um, doing fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all right." Like, She's like, "Sound like the girls I sleep with." Ah, ah, by Destiny's Child. And I'm like, "Hey, you can get through this." Um. Um, Jules, can you please just roll me a d20 because two things are about to happen. Excellent. I know I'm about to run into those two. (laughs) Is that the two things that's going to happen? 
No. Uh, deck save. No, just a straight up d20. Just a straight up d20. It's a 15. Okay, that is a success. Two things happen uh, at the exact same time. Your thunder wave um, like explodes from you. The beam you were aiming it at just gets shattered into splinters. This is old wood. It's been there f- holding up these mines for decades. And th- a push, that portion of the mine shaft starts to crumble. And at that exact same time, you propel backwards very fucking fast. Um, yep. You get whiplash and you fall on your ass in the cart. That's why I'm singing to myself, we're doing yep. fine. <laughs> and you cannot see where you are going. Um, Banfor and Graflet have to roll a deck save to get out of the way if that's what they plan on doing. Uh, Banfor would like to uh, grab the cart as he goes past with his free hand and sort of partially Legolas, partially yeah. uh, Jack Sparrow his way into it. Yes, uh-huh. please. Okay. I'll do a... So want a deck save? Uh, yep, still do a deck save to try and grab a, something moving very quickly. Well, I'll tell you right now, mate, I got myself a nine. Ooh. Ooh. Tasty. Okay. Um, you managed to grab it, but not very well, and you dropped Trestle Spoon. Oh, no. What? So, Trestle Spoon, you are on the floor of this mineshaft. Um, Marley has just sped off in the cart with Banfor attached. Graflet um, just straight up didn't grab it at all. He tried to and missed. So you and the ogre are left standing on the tracks. Oh, no. <laughs> Again, you can hear as a message in your head, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this is shocking news. Um, I th- I th- I think, I think it's just us now. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, uh, we haven't had much t- time together, I, I guess. I don't, I don't really, uh, n- n- know you very well as a supporting character in our little, <laughs> our little howdy-do. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm, uh, I'm the main character. I'm, I'm Graflet. You've just entered my story. Well, no, you're. I guess you're your main character, but I'm my main character. So we're all our main character. I. So this is all. I don't. I don't know you very well. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um. Well, as I said uh, earlier tonight, I. I know your brother, and I, and I know your family. I can help take you to them if 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 you are willing to trust me. I. Well, as I said, I don't really know you, but we're in a dark mine shaft, and I've got no, nowhere that we could follow the cart. Is is dear Squaffle Squad in that general direction? I don't yes, want you to, don't lead me away. Your your kin is being held inside the heart of the giant's lair. That sounds. Let's do that then. Yes, your 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 friend Marley had a good idea. Um, that perhaps I could sneak you in as as pretend prisoners, but for now, let's just catch up with your friends. And he he, he holds out like an arm, as if like offering to carry you the way Banfor had been carrying you. But he's very tentative. Like, is this what you want? I can do this. <laughs> is this what you want? Is this do you how con- you go? Do you consent? <laughs> uh, he's holding out a grey ribbon. Know, I, d- I don't know if I'm comfortable with uh, it's, it's a lot of physical intimacy 
and it's very dark in here, so we can. I mean, thanks for the the offer, but I guess we. I, I'll just. I'll. I'll run beside you. I guess. That works for me. And he he just <laughs> starts running without any hesitation. Okay, Trestlespoon, while running, looks at him in the eye, and he looks back, and then they look each other in the eye, then they both look away. That is all. Okay. Um, Banfor and Marley, once you realize that you've left your two companions behind, um, what is your immediate reaction? Uh, uh, how do you stop this thing again? Fadan always did the breaking, and I'm like, trying to play with the uh, levery thing. Banfor unlimbers his axe sword, takes the axe end, and slams it down the rails in front of us. Okay, uh, roll a strength save. <laughs> Wouldn't this flip the whole thing? <laughs> Probably. We'll see. Well, there's a seven. Uh, yeah, you try to, but um, the, what, the angle you jam it in at, all it does is it um, just gets briefly stuck in between the the tracks and like like wrenches your shoulder out of place but then it comes loose um the, the sword axe comes loose of the ground and you are now still just barreling forward uh with a sore shoulder nice O'Malley is trying to use the brake does she figure it out um roll me an intelligence save I don't even know if that's a thing but roll it well, it's, it's got a saving throw thing, and I got an eleven. Okay. Um. Yeah. You you luck. You get lucky. Cool. You flick a switch. You flick a switch, and but you you flick it really hard, so it's like an instant break. Yeah. And, and just like Fadan did when he found the treasure, you guys both fly out the front of this cart. <laughs> cool. How much damage do we take? Um. Let's see. I wasn't going to give you damage, but since you bring it up. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, you both take three. Okay. Aww. It's just a tuck. You do a tuck and roll. Like, oof. Okay. Still not my smartest move, but still think that that was going to be better than being hit by a million swords or whatever they were carrying. Yeah. Okay. Um, now that you are stopped, um, you actually have just entered the room with the turntable where you change the directions of the track. Okay. Um, it's currently facing the way you want to go, so you don't need to change anything, but that's just where you are. And you can hear down, coming, uh, following you up the tunnel is the sound of running footsteps. Um, sounds like one or two. Cool. You do not hear roars and screams of an angry, bloodthirsty army behind you. Do I hear, like, the rumbling of an entire mining shaft coming down? Uh, you don't. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't. Great. No, this is good news, because I was worried that my thunder wave might have set off a concussive domino effect. Now we're being chased down by stones instead of yeah, you, monsters. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't hear anything <laughs> while... I know. That'd be so much worse. It'd be so much worse. <laughs> yeah, you just die underground. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... <laughs> um, do you guys wait in this room for your friends to catch up? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere light. without my little buddy. Hang on, Jules is just turning on a light behind me. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Mom. Yeah. You're, you're room. in the That's other crazy. room. Oh, wow, that was so weird. <laughs> what? 
and you, she left, and I was like, oh, she's gone. And then a hand, and I thought it was your wife, and I was, oh, I forgot, I forgot you're five meters away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. I didn't even know you guys were in the I'm same back. house. It was yeah. my hand. Whoa. Like, the whole lighting and everything's different. It looks like you you could be in yeah. Scotland or so, yeah. But you're just over there. All right. Scotland. Scotland, yeah, it's quite dark. Where in mate, where yeah. <laughs> like they say, mate in Scotland. Scotland, mate. Bloody. <laughs> anyway. Scotland, bloody. What happened while I was away, shining light on Brad's world? Um, Grefflet and oh, if you guys sit still and wait in that room, um, Grefflet yeah, and Trestlesburg. Out of me, I'm sitting still. Yeah. <laughs> They eventually catch up after a few minutes mm-hmm. um, of hu- um, footstep, heavy footsteps and huffing and puffing, and then they both enter the room. Um, what, what's Graf- the fitness? What's the fitness level of Graflet? Not good. Um, he's quite severely injured, and you notice that when he runs, he's got a limp. Uh-huh. You imagine that, like, as the speed he was just going is probably as fast as he can go. Okay, because I'm quite quick, right? Yeah, but you've got little legs, so it kind of evens out because he's huge. That's true. My lower half is a blur. <laughs> it's um, it's nighttime right now, right? Because yeah, it's night. It's nighttime. Yeah. Cool. And that room that we were in before, which has got like the corpses of stuff, did that only have one door? What corpses? The the things Bamfor and um, oh, the, um, yeah, it had that one corridor leading into it. Yeah. Cool. So Marley's basically going to suggest at this point that they go back to that room because they know it's clear and basically camp up for the night because it's got one defendable entry exit point. That's mm-hmm. that's very smart. Said yeah. the DM through the NPC's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I could I I'd, I'd like a I'd like a nap. Yeah. And if we kind of say that we Maybe take shifts or whatever. Mm. One of us stays up and looks after the others so that they can rest up. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. So you're going to take turns at watch. Do you trust Graflet to do that for you? I trust him enough. Can I Can I do, like... and Like... Uh, like I want to say to him... <laughs> You've got to take thoughts, don't you? Yeah. Sort of. Do I? Uh, yeah, I suppose I could spend my last spell on that. Sure, why not? Cool. So, I cast Detect Thoughts, which means I have to pull out a copper piece <laughs> and I have to wave my hands and go, Detection! Um, <laughs> or something. I don't know. I haven't, that. I, haven't got a, I haven't got a song for that one yet. I'll think of something. Um... And I ask him, can I trust you to look after us and my friends while we sleep? We'll take turns, we'll rest up, we'll feel better about ourselves in the morning, and we'll be able to get out of here. Can I trust okay, you? I'll, I'll answer that question in just a second. The perfect song for um, for Detect Thoughts is, um, what's in your head? <laughs> Detect thoughts. Detect thoughts. <laughs> um, anyway. Nice. Uh, yeah, you ask right, that question yeah. and um, his he, he, he answers out loud, yes, you can trust me, um, and his immediate thoughts 
um, are that he's telling the truth and that he's actually very happy and almost ecstatic that he's met you because he feels that you might be able to help him put an end to like the cruelty that the giants have been doing Mm-hmm. Cool. So he he's he is sort of almost like worshiping you guys as like the impossible heroes he never thought would come. Cool. Seeing all of this, Marley kind of nods to herself. She's quite tired. She's like, mm, "Good, good." She's like, "Because these people are important to me." Uh I'll take first shift. And you guys I'll look I'll even put up my tent and somebody can have it Trestlespoon trades Graflet a quarter of an apple to take his shift is that muy bien what what do you mean you want to take his shift no no I'd like his longer sleep <laughs> <laughs> I throw Graflet a quarter of an apple I say um I need I need some shut-eye. And then I fall asleep immediately. He needs it worse. He's nearly dead. Nah, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> he, he, he just says, yeah, um, as long as, yeah, he says, as long as I get to um, sit down and rest, that's that's fine by me. That's good. You sleep. I mean, we all need, you know, we need about eight hours a night. If you take mine and you sleep through the other two, you'll get, you know, maybe six hours. That'll be enough. And I'll get about a, a good 11 hour sleep. Which I'm a player character. Because if we're doing like, say like, two hours, what, two hours each? Oh, is it? Okay. And then falling asleep for the eight hours. Yeah. No, for yeah. six hours or so. No, eight hours. So I'll, it would have to be like three. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bamp was already asleep. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm Bamp- already taking Bamp- the first shift, so it's fine. Bamp- Bamford just gets woken up at some point and someone's shaking him going, it's your turn. <laughs> turn for what? <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, the night passes and you guys were not attacked by an army of ogres. Beautiful. Yay. Did anyone hear anything? Um, the people on watch um, didn't hear anything. Um, when Grafflet was on watch in his two shifts, mm. <laughs> he saw some like rats giant rats and stuff but nothing came by to threaten you guys okay excellent so we get a long rest so click which, that long rest button which was much needed return of spell slots return of rages return of health full health oh, trestle spoon is exactly the same but he feels well rested yeah you hadn't expended anything <laughs> yeah I was on full health mate what have you been doing I don't know just Staying on the roof. Um, yeah, morning time has come, you assume. Grafflet, um, who's used to living uh, underground, tells you it's morning. Cool. And he um, shares with you his idea to go with Marley's plan that she suggested the day before when they first met of like possibly doing a pretending to take prisoner, like Luke Skywalker, um, stormtroopery deal. Uh-huh. Of him walking you guys straight into the belly of the of the lair, saying like, "These are my prisoners." Sounds good. Marley is lovingly kind of pretending to play on her saxophone while she's listening because she even she realizes playing the saxophone in a mine is probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just like clicking the, you know, 
Wrestlespoon is on the ceiling of the mineshaft, having fallen asleep upside down like a bat, <laughs> and he's hugging himself, <laughs> and his boots are glowing blue, and he thinks it's all a great idea. As his blood slowly goes to his head. Yeah, my face is purple, <laughs> but I'm ecstatic with the plan. I just realised that your boots could be a great lighting source for like yeah. humans, like Banfall. Yeah. Yeah, if you were walking uh, on the ceiling rock. above Banfall all mm. the time, he'd be able to see where he was going. Yeah. I'd be um, like Banfall's Patronus or something. Technically, if you can, you walk up Banfall. Sure, well, I can scamper up him anyway. Yeah, but if you yeah. like just sort of stuck out sideways from him. Is that canon? Like a can pimple. Just, like, <laughs> if I just stood yeah. on his... Can you climb on anything? Yeah, like on the mouse's gantries or whatever, yeah. essentially. Mouse's. If you like stood, just stood on the side of his head or something. Yeah, yeah. If I was just ejecting from his sternum or something. Yeah. <laughs> Would it glow? Yeah. Would yeah. that yeah, work? I mean, would the boots work? Yeah, it would. I mean, technically, he can climb any surface like that. So, yeah, Banfor is a surface. Sweet. This so you could just know. do that, too. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, technically, you could just stand on top of his head. I could. <laughs> I may do that later. Back to you. Um, yeah, so he shared with you his idea to do that. To do the fake prisoner routine, um, mm-hmm. and I assume a conversation takes place. But how would this gonna work? Like, like have you seen them take prisoners? Do you know what that looks like? Like, do they have chains, ropes? Like, or are they just kind of bedraggled and sad looking and not fighting? Well, the only prisoners I've I've seen them uh, down here is 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 the gnomes, but I imagine that Trestlespoon they'll they'll throw you straight in with your kin. They won't even ask questions for for you. Don't need uh, ID. <laughs> you know, they'll um they might get you to change into some black dress shoes though. Um <laughs> It's formal in the mines. <laughs> yes. Um says but but you two and he looks at Barley uh, Barley and Manful <laughs> <laughs> Man man <laughs> it sounds like a like a hipster band. <laughs> like man Mumford and Sons or something. <laughs> the Barley Brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barley and Man 4. <laughs> I can just hear their songs now. Um he yeah, he, he looks at you two and he says, I, I don't know what they'll do with you, but I'm sure they know of uh Gav's death by now. Um Gav is the giant you killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, then maybe they'll be scared. Says Marlowe, feeling tough. And they might even consider me a hero for 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 bringing you in. They might. They, they certainly won't ask questions if I say these are the these are the folks who who killed who killed Gav. They'll they'll well, walk us right in to meet Strachan. To be fair, they might off. ask questions, and the question might be really. <laughs> I could say I caught you when when you were tired. You were you were unaware. And no, I just mean, are they really going to believe us that we killed a fire giant? Well, you told me that that you told and me that too. Fire giant body. No, no, we, I mean we yeah. definitely did it, but you've even got, we're quite surprised about it. You've got his tooth. <laughs> oh yeah, we've got the tooth. Yeah. Yeah, that's way convincing. The tooth is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Was Gave like particularly big giant? Was it like, you know? He was a baby. 
just no. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, he's not just kidding. a normal fire giant. He didn't kill a baby. He's, he's um, he was he was one of one of many, but the the one you need to worry about is Strachan, the their leader, or our leader, I suppose. Well, we'll strike him when we see him. Ha <laughs> And that's everything <laughs> over forever. That's the end of Mali's career. Um, anyway, uh, Mali is already kind of packing and going, yep, yeah, well, it seems dangerous, stupid, and all the things that the Apple Squadeth usually does. So... It's either this or you flee out the way you came... Mm. Or you fight your way through the giants. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but we can't really get back through the way we came. Sorry. Do we have a plan of escape? Or... I don't know if I say this in character. No, Trestlespoon wouldn't think about this. No, he's he's ready. He's, yeah, I was going to say, ask the question as Trestle if you want Marley to answer, no, but otherwise... <laughs> that's not a Trestle question, is it? Not really. No. I'm, all, I'm gravy. Cool. Uh, Banfor is out of his element in the dark and in the tunnels and feels very uncomfortable so he's he's quieter than usual and and is is very uh, very willing to go along mm. been very quiet yeah. so far Just well I've once out, of, out whiskey, of the tunnel so oh yeah I don't you, I don't have any more whiskey you're sober yep. you're like a day sober yeah yeah I know it's it's becoming a, a very very strange time. Yeah, I mean it's not coffee bad yet. Yeah, but no, but it's just sort of that that lucidity is really bugging my my ability to think. Graflet yeah. says, oh, "Oh, you 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 like you like a drink," and then he pulls out from his loincloth a tiny little flask. Um, it's not much, but he hands it towards you. Uh, Banfor snatches it greedily um, and and just seems to inhale it to the very last drop. Uh, and then is, is is then uh, sitting in a corner trying to smash open the metal container to lick the inside of it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a strong white spirit, like gin or or like um, gin. Uh, yes, yeah, sure, gin. It's like gin or paint stripper. Or paint stripper or okay. acetone. Mm. Yeah, ogre brew. Cool. Uh, Molly turns you know around. What? It, it's ogre brew. That's what it's called. It's some, have, they even sell it in some towns. You nice. should have a craft beer name for like ogre brew. You could call it ogre brew. Yeah, ogre brew's legit. I can see it now. Uh, Molly turns around to Graflet and says, "He won't say thank you because he hardly ever does, but thank you." Oh, you're most welcome. Whatever helps get uh, put an end to all of this. No, he'll function much better with that. She's, like, still packing and swinging everything over her back. Right, so you guys ready to hit the road? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay, so um, you go back to the main, uh, like, turntable room. Um, point. Do you, are you still using the cart or walking? Um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm... Off the beaten cart track. Mm. Yeah, I'm walking. Yeah. Yeah, walking. Okay, cool. So you just walk past that turntable room um, and you walk uh, down the tunnel towards the um, back towards the giant's lair. You come to the big chasm where there is a rail bridge where previously Banfor leapt into the chasm full heartedly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, once again leaps into the chasm. <laughs> really? <laughs> Joking. Nah. You can. You did it no, last I'm time. Not, that's not trying trying to defeat your old foe, chasm. <laughs> My nemesis. The old chasm. Um. Uh, by the way, I, I'm assuming Banfor is just like using glowing stones. Yeah, he's sort of uh, had them crudely affixed by uh, by the the mice about his body. Um, they're sort of like there's like a mouse whose job it is to like go around and light them at night, kind of like how the dashboard lights come on in a car at night time. Yeah. yeah. But there's just the little guy sort of saying the mouse version of like night time and all is well, but then lighting little little mouse posts um, about me so it's it's a beautiful time and it's you know do you nice. have one mouse that does like indicator lights oh yeah so when I'm turning left or right you'll be able to see yeah. this is just the um, some little semaphore mice uh, behind me okay then you know with a cloak <laughs> to make it dark and light again yeah I mean quite obviously I mean I don't want to have to say it sorry and then on my shoulder <laughs> obviously there are <laughs> there are towers either side, um, which also contain a lighthouse as well. The top of my helmet. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll say you guys just carefully work your way across this rail bridge. Cool. Um, it's it's not easy, but you you do manage to do it nice and slow. Because um, Graflet explains that that's how he and all his brothers got across, is one by one. They you know they that's how they do it. Um, and Trestlespoon, do you, that's how they do. Um, Trestlespoon, do you go over the ceiling again? Trestlespoon's been experimenting with trying to jump into the middle of the mineshaft and seeing which way the boots will stick. So he jumps up to the middle, then he does the splits as best he can, and he sees which way the boots go. Okay, every time you just fall straight back down to the ground because they're not gravitational boots. <laughs> Ah. There's spider walking. So you can stick to what you call. <sighs> Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. <laughs> so Spoon is disappointed. The others see you doing all these like. Jumping I, up and down. I love that he tries though. <laughs> the others see you do these like weird angle jumps and no one says anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dresselspoon then looks down at the ground and kicks a stone. Molly, like Molly pulls out her rapier and is kind of looking at it and she's sort of trying to balance it and she's looking at it and she's looking at the rail bridge and she's like, I've seen the acrobats do this. <laughs> she like walks out on the rail bridge with her rapier to sort of like balance herself. <laughs> is there a trick um, on that? Um, you know what? No. <laughs> Yay! You can't you just should be, be a trapeze artist out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, but I'm not. I'm not. Sorry, Banff. Uh, Banff, remembering what happened last time, goes down onto all fours, uh, grips the rail with his feet and hands, and sort of like ass in the air, spider crawls across the bridge. Nice. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Event. No, I mean it takes a while, but you all manage to get across eventually. Um, and then when you continue, you reach uh, a fork in the road, left and right. And Graflet doesn't even pause. He immediately walks down the left hand. Um, path. Do we need cool. to be putting uh, handcuffs or anything? Anything convincing? He he turns back and says, I, I, I don't think that will be necessary, but I will need you to act uh, tired and, and uh, forlorn, I suppose. 
Disappointed oh, you've been captured. I'm good at performance. You just wait. You should see me be forlorn. I'm brilliant. <laughs> Forlornest gnome you've ever seen. And then he, he looks at Ben with for... this excited look on his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so forlorn. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a smile so as big as his head. <laughs> I'm so forlorn. Yee-hee. <laughs> um, Band four, he, he looks at you and he says, um, it, it's it's going to take a lot of convincing for for, for me to, to, to try and persuade them into believing that, that, that I defeated you. So you, you'll need to act very weak. Can, can you do uh, that for me? Band four says, oh, just hold on a second, mate, and flicks out a quite a small knife and starts sort of, cutting on his face a bit um, <laughs> Jesus. and sort of cuts um, some some three inch slits in his forehead across his nose uh, down his cheeks uh, top lip and a couple in his on his scalp as well and pulls his hair out to the side until he's literally sheeting with blood and he goes that'd probably do it is he just <laughs> reopening old scars yeah <laughs> Grifflet reels back. He's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, you you strike me as quite the warrior, mate." Um, <laughs> he says, "Well," and he gestures to his own body, and he says, "Well, you know, at least with my injuries, I, I can sell that I I put up a fight." Yeah, you scratched yeah, the shit out yeah, of yeah, his mate, face. Yeah. How long are and your fingernails? <laughs> <laughs> he look. He looks at them in like a very uh, like camp. <laughs> kind of way. He's like, long, long enough, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Molly's um, Molly's getting to work with her disguise kit to make herself look like she's all beaten up because she's like amateur hour staring at Banfor who's cut real like marks in his forehead. She's like got the wax out and she's got like making like zombie scars and stuff in her forehead. Trestlespoon is slapping himself in the face to try and. Well, he looks pretty grey already, Look, right? Forlorn. Yeah. <laughs> Just giving yourself some some rouge. <laughs> yeah. Bit of colour. Am up. I pretty? <laughs> um, you continue down the tunnel and you come to the crack, which leads into the um, the big chamber in the giant's lair. And uh, Grefflet tells you three that you'll need to to go ahead. So it's like he's shepherding you. Uh, we go ahead. I assume. Mm-hmm. Trestlespoon works uh, walks first because I know I'll okay. get in. Yeah, so you you easily make it through the crack, and when you enter that giant chamber, um, so you remember it's like a huge open cavern with like thousands of like archway doors going down either side, uh, with an eighty foot high ceiling, um, and like glowing amber orange veins of of like magma inside the walls so like the room is quite bright orange so it's easy to see um, is there a giant corpse in the middle still there is to- yeah there is a giant corpse because that was only put there yesterday by you by yeah. you guys um, but standing around it there are about 30 ogres and some trolls and um, uh, a bunch of hellhounds as well okay so seeing this Molly would be attempting to sell it and would be like looking like she's been shoved through the crack. So like, all right, all right, no need to be so fucking rude about it. Like, kind of. Yeah. 
everyone in that room turns straight at Trestle Spoon and Marley and then presumably Banfor coming up behind. Mm. Um, and then like this look of absolute shock of like, like what, who, like, who are you? What do we do? Sort of like just that moment that like snap one, two seconds and then Graflet. <laughs> yep. And Graflet ushers in behind and he says, all right, all right, get it. Get in now, I'm taking you straight to Strachan. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's brave now, you've found your friends. And then I'm they... like arguing with him and then winking at him, being like, yeah. <laughs> Roll a performance check. Oh no. <laughs> All of oh, you. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Um, it's uh, 13. All of you? All of us. Really? Yeah. I just have to yeah. shuffle. Can I say Trestle Spoon is trying to look full on, but uh, have you ever been in a serious situation <laughs> and it becomes, it becomes very funny? So he's <laughs> just kind of... Especially with Marley, like, winking at him. Yeah, he's, he's kind of holding in a snigger. So his performance okay. is probably... But Ban- Banfor is selling it okay. Well, I'm yeah, actively but... bleeding. Tr- Trestle yeah. Spoon, in line with what I'm saying, uh, has come up with a five <laughs> um they I rolled a five look, too but I've got yeah, plus eight yeah in all the drama classes you took <laughs> yeah. they're all looking at your group assessing what is going on and Graflet um bellows something in a, a language that you guys don't understand and then uh, a few of the ogres from the group step forward and they talk back in that same language um and then one of them comes and just grabs you trestle spoon Mm-hmm. just like hoist you right up um, and you notice that Graflet um, gives you like a little nod of like it, like it's okay okay Trestlespoon nods back and nods to the others yeah I uh, you see Marley point at you like mm-hmm. just randomly kind of point a finger at you and then in your head you hear as long as you stay within 120 feet I'll be able to message you and you'll be able to respond. So I'll try and stay in touch as much as I can. Trestlespoon nods, and then he winks at Banfor, but he can't wink, so he blinks at Banfor. <laughs> Banfor understands uh, his shortcomings and uh, goes to blink back, but one of his eyes has unfortunately started to dry, um, and he's decided um, to up the ante by chewing a bit of glass. So his smile is uh, full of blood. All three of you roll a perception check. Uh, What's with me and 13s at the moment? 11. Four. Um, Okay. Um, Marley, you see, and and, uh, Trestle Spoon, you hear um, what appears to be like a raven or small bird. Um, flying through the cavern, like past all of this, and towards the direction where you think you you are meant to go. What kind of raven? Well, you 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 just hear it. You hear like a. Ha! What kind of so, raven? Yeah. What species? That raven. Rad. species. <laughs> uh, Ravenous. I, no, I thought it was the raven from from my past. It probably is. Yeah, I wasn't oh, questioning. No. Did we, do we, have you told us about the raven yet? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, when I was substituting for Josh, um, 
in the Great Brugian Wood. He thought he saw a raven, and he was looking up for it a lot. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he and you asked him what what what's going on? What's he just so distracted about? And he was like, um, like muttering something about how he thinks he sees a raven. And you were like, what? <laughs> okay, cool. I've wiped that from um, my memory, mm. but sure. Mm. Marley hasn't. Yes, yes, it's important to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um. Cool. So, uh, yeah, an ogre takes Josh or takes Trish's spoon away. Josh appears. Another ogre takes him away. Nice. Um, <laughs> Jules, and, Jules, Jules and Oliver oh. appear. Um, Jules is like, and, the shit am I doing here? And, and they wearing get high heels. <laughs> um, uh, right. And, yeah, and, and, um, an ogre comes and grabs you, Marley, and, like, very rough manhandles you, like elbows you in the back, like trying to basically knock you into submission and, and talks to, to you. Marley really like struggle o- not to cast vicious mockery on this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, yeah, very uh, aggressively nudges you away down the cavern, which is yeah, hundreds and hundreds of meters long. Like this is a long walk ahead of you. Um, and band for three of them, grab you um one on each arm and one like nudging you from behind and for smiles at all of them joyfully <laughs> knowing that he has concealed within his body several knives a machete and brass knuckles about his body he predicts yeah. a good time Mali don't <laughs> need no weapons she is a weapon at, yeah, as you guys are being led away, um, Graffler addresses the group of ogres and trolls and hellhounds, um, but in common, and like um, obviously this is for your benefit, but he says very loudly to, to them, uh, the, these are the ones that killed Gav. These three, I, I apprehended them. I, I brought them in. We should take them straight to Strachan. No hesitation, no, no question. Straight to Strachan. And then like, you hear a few like grunts of, you don't know, maybe agreement, maybe confusion. You don't maybe know. Maybe eroticism. Yeah, maybe they're all ogre hard. Could be. Which, as we all know, is even harder than usual. That's I, so I, hard. I message Grafflet, who may Real or may not hard. understand what's happening in his head, with just, stay strong, and if you're honest and good and... The Apple Squadeth will remember you and find you. You hear back in your head, um, thank you. I hope we're all going to make it out of this alive. Cool. Mm. And that's a good place to end the episode, I think. Why would you say it like that? How about we all say it? Unsure way you've ever ended. Three, two, one, and that's the end of the episode. Is it the end of the episode? Is it the end of the episode? Is it the end of the episode? Oh god! Question mark. And that's the conclusion of the recording. They are deep in it now. Everybody knows they killed Gav and they are heading straight to Strachon, whoever that is. And Trestlespoon might be reunited with his brother Squathel Squad very, very soon. Find out what happens on the next exciting episode. 
we had another fantastic review this week. Gwyneth Gamble Jarvie from the USA says, There is amazing chemistry between the players and DM, and they're a joy to listen to. The characters are engaging, the storytelling is compelling, and the world is rich. Well, thanks, Gwyneth. That made my day. Uh, the role-playing podcast community is bursting with awesome, welcoming people who share and promote each other's work. Last week, we gave you a sneak peek at our friends from Me, My Spouse, and Adai, and Hexgrid Heroes Pokemon Seichao. This week, here are two more fantastic shows, Ballad of the Seven Dice and Second Best Podcast. Do you ever get that feeling that you walk into a room but then you think, why am I here? Have you ever noticed that that feeling has been going on for quite some time now, that you can't remember something incredibly important? That is the Ballad of the Seven Dice. For years now, it's been continuously wiped from your mind in an effort to destroy the connection to the Far Realm, but you should not forget these heroes, these people who risked their lives to save you and all of existence. Join us at BalladToTheSevenDice.com to continue to spread this word and fight against the gods' Eurasia. In the fantasy world of Seamus, Malarian's finest are the brave champions of the land. This story is not about them. Okay, Waythorpe tells you to go down the stairs. He says, go down the stairs. That's just an example of what role-playing is like. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was amazing. You know they say D&D's about magic, but they don't tell you it is magic. <laughs> Second best, a D&D adventure is a real-play D&D podcast created by us, professional comedians. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to email us on fadeofison at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at fadeofison. You know we love hearing from you. You should call more often. We miss you. Okay, that's weird. Thanks for listening. Bye!